Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, where we empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I'm your host, Corinthian Carruthers II, and thank you for listening. I'm a beauty licensed educator, licensed cosmetologist, and natural hair culturist. I am co-owner of Creative Hair School and creator of naturalhairedu.com, where I guide, teach, and coach beauty school students and professional stylists on their path towards mastering and increasing their income and value in natural hair care and braiding. On this platform, we will discuss real hair stories, break myths, and grow in self-love. Today's episode is all about the history of our hair. I just feel that this is very appropriate for this time, seeing that a lot of people are embracing natural hair, and I just wanna be able to give some history to some of the styles that we wear and just go down the line, talk about the different decades and the different pioneers that really helped us in this industry. And I just love, love, love knowing the history of African-American people. And while we have always been so intrigued with our hair, and if you look over the past decades, we have probably had the most (laughs) intricate, creative and complex hairstyles of all. But there was a time when we were actually lost and we were confused about our hair. And that was because our identity was disoriented. So let me tell you about a time when our identity was defined and characterized by our hair. Before the slave trade in the United States, our ancestors, the African people, used their hair to symbolize a social status or social hierarchy in their respective communities. So in other words, Hair told the story of who that person was, where they were from, what power they held, and if they were even considered an adult yet. Their hairstyle was a reflection of their existence. Let's take braids, for example. This form of nonverbal communication told the story of a woman's status. Whether she was single or whether she was an adolescent, the more intricate styles a woman wore communicated her power and if she was a wife of a ruler, or if she was even pregnant. So hair was a way for our ancestors to communicate to each other who they were. And the same went for boys and men. Young men wore their hair in different styles to signify their initiation rites into adulthood. But you know what? It get more interesting than that. Styles such as bantu knots, locks, braid designs, coils, even weaves and extensions is nothing new to us, y'all. Our ancestors were wearing all those creative complex styles to help identify their status. They have always used things such as shells, metal jewelry, beads, and wood to accessorize their hair. I know for sure each time I get my braid styles done, I am headed to the beauty store to find some way to accessorize my style. Products such as shea butter and essential oils were used to groom and maintain the health of their hair and scalp. And today we are using those same products to help with our hair and our hair health and scalp. And I believe that's why so many of us hold so much value to our image and our hair. It's naturally in our DNA. When you think about slavery, slavery was actually dehumanizing. We were disconnected from our heritage and then treated like animals on top of that. So by hair being a big part of our culture, taking that away from us, really supported the process of cultural loss. From then, we had to redefine ourselves. 
Our woolly hair, which was once beautiful to us, was now disgraceful. Our mahogany, almond, melanin-rich skin, which absorbed the sun, was now looked down on. And after years and decades of brutal treatment, our enslaved ancestors found ways to style their hair by creating tools or using animal fat and grease to help with the manageability of their hair and even wearing creative head wraps. Some of our enslaved ancestors looked to their slave owners to emulate their looks. With all the afflicted pain our ancestors endured during slavery, the innovative African slaves still found ways to find pride and esteem through their hair. I don't care how you slice it or dice it, we as African people are always going to be creative and remain innovative. Now, everyone has heard the name Madam C.J. Walker, but before she was Madam, she was Sarah Love. And I wanna share some history about her because she is a pioneer in this beauty industry. She was one of six children. There were two girls and four boys, but she was the first to be born into freedom. Her brothers were barbers in St. Louis, Missouri, and after being widowed at the age of 20 with a two-year-old daughter, she moved to St. Louis with her brothers. There in St. Louis, she surrounded herself with leading black men and women in that community. Now, while she was there, she was facing hair loss. And just so happened, she met a woman by the name of Annie Minerva Pope Turbone Malone, where she started using her product, Wonderful Hair Grower Recipe. Now, any name is just too long for us to pronounce like that, so we're gonna abbreviate it and call her Annie Pope Malone. Let's talk about Annie for a minute because she was also a major pioneer that actually gave Madam C.J. Walker her start. So Annie Pope Malone was the first African woman innovator. She and her sister were both hairdressers. In 1889, Annie developed her very own hair and scalp product and sold from a buggy Annie Pope Malone opened a college, which was called Poro College, in the black upper middle class in St. Louis, Missouri, where she trained women and men, check this out, how to walk, how to talk, and how to sell her product, including Sarah Bree Love. How clever is that? This woman was powerful, y'all. She had a complex that was valued at more than $1 million in the 1920s. This facility she had held barbershops, a theater, gymnasiums, dining facilities, a chapel, a roof garden, and so much more. She employed almost 200 people at that facility. When Sarah Burry Love joined Annie's team as a sale agent, she learned a lot from her, maybe even the formula to Annie's hair recipe. Who knows? But after a while, she moved to Denver, Colorado, where she met Charles Joseph Walker, a newspaper advertising salesman. And with a dollar and 25 cents in her pocket, she started her own product. Sarah Barilove then married Charles Joseph Walker and took on the name Madam C.J. Walker. She used the same sales tactic she learned from Annie to get her products in the hands of many people. She used door-to-door marketing. And after creating a company, she used her company to fund a magazine and help her get the word out by advertising. Another woman I want to share with you all is Sarah Spencer. She was also a pioneer in the black hair business. She was born in 1889 in Virginia and attended Norfolk Mission College. She was inspired by Annie Pope Malone and Madam C.J. Walker. 
Now, she studied cosmetology in Philadelphia, and she also studied chemistry at Columbia University. In 1919, she founded Apex News and Hair Company. Now, this was a system for straightening the hair of black women. The Apex Company was the largest black-owned business in New Jersey and the largest black manufacturing company in the nation. Sarah Spencer trained thousands of women in cosmetology through her 12 beauty schools across the states, one in the Caribbean and South Africa. These three women, Madam C.J. Walker, Annie Pope Malone, and Sarah Spencer were pioneers in the black beauty hair care business. They all were declared millionaires in the 1900s. Each gave back to their community and supported charitable organizations. Now let's get moving on with the different decades and what brought about the different decades. So relaxers hit the scene in the 1950s after George Johnson created the ultra wave relaxer for men. His Johnson product company was the first African-American owned company to be listed on the American Stock Exchange. After the ultra wave relaxer for men was created, one for women then hit the scenes. In the 1960s and 70s, it was all about black power and people rocking their afros as we try again to express our presence in the world. In 1970 and 80s, the battle between relaxers and jerry curls fought for their existence. And believe it or not, y'all, people are still wearing jerry curls to this day. They have modernized them. They have made them more convenient and less messy. We saw the natural hair movement come and flood the scenes in the early 2000s when the release of Good Hair, the documentary featuring Chris Rock, was speaking with women about their hair in the black culture. And here we are today, embracing more styles at one time than ever before. We wear our hair to express who we are, to enhance our image, and to feel good about ourselves. Hair length is no longer a factor. Neither is the term quote unquote good hair. Each time you take a glimpse into our history, hair will be there, helping us define who we are at that present moment. I love the diversity of the black hair, the colors, the different lengths, the shape, how it stands up and out, how it can curl in all different degrees. The black hair is truly magic. At the end of every episode, I like to cover a hair myth. And today's hair myth has something to do with one of our pioneers, Madam C.J. Walker. Myth is, Madam C.J. Walker invented the pressing comb. The pressing comb was actually invented by a Frenchman of whom no one knows the name. <laughs> but Marcel Gratteau was known to use the pressing comb in 1872. Now, if any of you are familiar with the Marcel irons, those were created by him, Marcel Gratteau. Now, I have read that Annie Pope Malone patented the pressing comb and Madam C.J. Walker had been seen using the pressing comb. Now, history does show that familiar combs were used as far as back as 5,000 years ago in Persia, even in ancient Egypt. So there you have it, today's Mythbusters. I want to thank you for listening to this episode, as I hope this episode helps. If you want to share a story or want to hear about a certain topic, please submit your request at naturalhairedu.com. Until next time, subscribe, share with a friend, and remember, let's empower, educate, and embody our essence through the love of our hair. Thank you for listening.